Hello everyone, my name is Sophia and welcome back to the first official episode of Project Oyster, a podcast for high schoolers created by high schoolers. For those of you who don't know, Project Oyster released a pilot episode late last year called For the Love of Coupons, featuring Gunn High School's junior class president, Josh May. Feel free to listen to that to get an idea of what we're all about. Also, stay tuned for the end of this episode to learn more about Project Oyster, who we are, and what our mission is. Today, our guest speaker is Gunn High School senior Megan Singh, who is a mental health advocate and uses her own past experience to learn for the future and to help others. Currently, she's the co-president of the Reach Out, Care, No, otherwise known as Rock Club at Gunn, and was the wellness commissioner in SEC her junior year. Before we get to her main story, let's learn a little bit more about our guest speaker. Hi, Megna. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing really well. I had a really busy day today mm-hmm. with the club fair and everything, but that went well, so I'm really excited to be here. I'm assuming you were there at the club fair for, gun, for yes, rock, right? Yes, for uh-huh. rock. We were there um, with stickers and lollipops to promote um, what our club does, mm-hmm. and we have meetings on Tuesdays and all of that. So could you tell me a little more about like rock, what rock does, and of course what you've um, the things you've done for SEC being yeah, wellness definition? absolutely. So rock is... Uh, the longest established mental health club on Gunn's campus. Mm-hmm. We've been around for a decade, which is really exciting. <laughs> and ROCK stands for Reach Out, Care, No. And some of the things that we do during our weekly club meetings is um, we train other students mm-hmm. the signs and symptoms of mental health and mental mm-hmm. health issues so that they know how to support their friends. Um, and we also host um, school-wide events For example, the Warriors Watch Party, which we actually have coming up, Uh our second annual, which will be on Saturday, February 23rd in the (laughs) evening. Um, It's a Warriors versus Rockets Uh game. So so. if anyone's listening to this before (laughs) before February 23rd of 2019. Be sure to come out. The game starts at 530 and Uh we'll have free food and prizes during Uh halftime. So it's really exciting. That sounds great. And then a little bit about what I do or what I did on SEC last Mm -hmm. year is I was the wellness commissioner. And so my role there was to connect SEC to the wellness center Mm -hmm. and make sure that students feel supported. Mm -hmm. Um, I helped the wellness center with their projects and events and created some some of my own as well. Yeah, I think it's definitely amazing the things you've done to help your community and to advocate for the well-being of others. Uh, However, life's not always been so smooth sailing for you now, has it? It hasn't been. Um, It's definitely been a journey for me to get to who I am to or where I am today and the person that I am. Um, So for example, ever since I was little, I have always, always, always wanted to be control of everything. Mm -hmm. When I say everything, I really, really do mean everything. Uh Um, So for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to pick out my own outfits and pack Uh my lunches from school. And that didn't come from a place where like, oh, this is so exciting. Let me create an outfit. Uh It came from a place of control Uh um, and a need to control everything in my life as well as everything in everyone else's life. So like it wasn't as much about creativity as more of like you just wanted to have control. I felt a need to have control Mm -hmm. and to be able to mentally prepare for what was always going to happen um and for a while I think like my parents thought like oh this is just a face she'll mm-hmm. grow out of it yeah, it's like all little kids are kind of exactly like that, but it really got worse mm-hmm. I became even more controlling I would tell on everyone I was uh-huh. the biggest tattletale, Ooh, the tattletale of school. <laughs> but it was it was something that I thought was normal and mm-hmm. I really did think that I was right and everyone else was wrong mm-hmm. which was hard I realized mm-hmm. that I am the issue here like I really put blame on everyone else like oh they're yeah. just this schedule didn't work out for yeah. them and that's why they're mad but really it was because I wasn't trying to be inclusive or accommodate mm-hmm. and so when I was in middle school I realized this and, and really like I talked to my teachers about it 
um, ones who I like trusted and were close to. And mm-hmm. they helped me really see that like, these are the things that I can do mm-hmm. to try and change and put others before my own, really trying to op- yeah. be op- open up and trust them. And once I did, I really felt like, that connection. I was able to make really good friends um, and improve the relationships with my family members. So it's, so I guess it's like, um, instead of, instead of having the urge to change other people, you learned how to change yourself exactly to accommodate and a lot of it like it honestly wasn't big things that I even Mm -hmm. had to change, which I think is great now. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's like, I little things like just asking Mm -hmm. other people how they are and Mm -hmm. what works for them and trying to be accommodating small things really do go a long way and that also helped me like realize that okay if I'm going to be controlling about myself Mm -hmm. and like what I'm doing Mm -hmm. that's fine because I have the right to be but then I don't that right doesn't extend to other people and I shouldn't be trying to micromanage their lives Mm -hmm. um just because it's not my place so like I guess when did you finally I guess, get over this issue or like how did this issue continue for you when you were in high school? Yeah. So in high school, um, I definitely took what I learned in middle school and I had those great relationships and friendships. Mm-hmm. But in, in in high school, it was a little bit different because um, there were things that were out of my control that happened, course, if that made yeah. sense. And I really hadn't expected mm-hmm. a bunch of these things to happen. So, for example, I got injured while I was swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I going to practice was a struggle every mm-hmm. day. I was never able to complete the sets, and I would get in trouble with the coaches and things like that. So um, that's something that was on them. Like, they were disappointed in me mm-hmm. for something that I couldn't do. Yeah. And I got a really bad score on a standardized test, even mm-hmm. though I studied for months and months. Yeah. It, the score was, like, so low, it almost didn't show up on that, like, SAT conversion chart um like that's how bad it was and it was really disappointing but I put in all my effort Uh and I thought I was on the right track but really like the results just didn't end up a little bit yeah the results just weren't what I had hoped like not even close Mm -hmm. and having to stop swimming being a swimmer was Mm -hmm. really really hard for me um and then after that like things just kind of started to go downhill I felt like I couldn't control anything in my life Mm -hmm. and like I said earlier, I used to want to control everything. Mm-hmm. And then I got better and learned to just appreciate and like let things happen mm-hmm. um, in middle school. And then in high school, I thought I didn't have any control. And mm-hmm. that was kind of one of the lowest points for me. And um, mm-hmm. the way it took me a long time for myself to realize that this mm-hmm. was going on, even though I teach about it in rock and mm-hmm. I know the signs and symptoms of depression. Yeah. But so for example, I stopped going to swim practice altogether, uh-huh. even though that's something I used to really enjoy. Uh-huh. I wasn't sleeping at all. I stopped eating and I lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of these are really clear indicators of depression, but I felt like my whole life was out of my control anymore mm-hmm. and there was no chance of me regaining it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew at that point, and my family knew too, that I needed help, mm-hmm. um, like professional help. Like this wasn't something that I was just going like to get the, over. Exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. And with mental health issues, it, that again is not something you can do. You mm-hmm. you should turn to others for support. Mm-hmm. And so how I got help um, during that time was second semester, sophomore year, every Friday I'd go to therapy in Palo mm-hmm. Alto at like 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I began to look forward to actually. Mm-hmm. Every week is just talking to someone um, who would not judge me and I could just vent everything out. And then from there would be able to see like, what are the common issues that are coming Mm -hmm. up and how can I work on them or just be more cognizant of them? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I started working on like, um, documenting how many hours of sleep I got Mm -hmm. and my mood. Um, and I, um, 
let's see what else. Like it's something that I really, it really helped me during that time. Yeah. And I also was able to focus on like getting my weight back up and mm-hmm. enjoying food again. Cause yeah. those are all things that like I had lost uh-huh. um, when I was going through depression. And it really helped because I realized that there are some things that mm-hmm. I can control. Like I can control if I swim for one swim team with a really scary coach or mm-hmm. another yeah. one that's more supportive and mm-hmm. I can choose what I want to swim during practice uh-huh. or um, like I can decide what kind of food I want to put uh-huh. into my body as long as I'm getting like mm-hmm. the healthy nutrients that I need. And so I was able to find things again that I could control uh-huh. in the best way possible, things uh-huh. that were going to help my physical and mental health. Um, and I really was able to reconnect in that time with my parents. I learned, uh-huh. I was began to be more trusting again and yes. opening with open up to them and same with my friends I let them know right away that like look I can't go to this event because Uh I have therapy or I can't come over because I have therapy I was never secretive about that Mm -hmm. I really wanted them to know like I'm going through something I'm working on it um and if you could support me like that that would be be great great. exactly yeah so I like obviously I think it takes a lot of courage to be open about your struggles and depression and losing control like you said you never Mm -hmm. kept it away from other people like you were never um I guess, embarrassed of the fact that you were trying to get help and you were trying to help yourself, which I think is super important for people to know. So uh, I guess, why have you chosen to share the story of yours instead of, I guess, burying it and trying to hide your past? Yeah, so I um, have been open from the beginning of when I was going to therapy. I wouldn't like try and make up lies or anything Mm -hmm. saying like, oh, I have a family event, I can't come. Mm -hmm. From the beginning, I wanted to tell people like, look, this is what's Mm -hmm. happening. This is what I'm trying to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, So just in a sense, like bear with me, like, Mm -hmm. just let me just support me the best that you can, um, Mm -hmm. to whatever extent, like, I'm still the same person, regardless of the fact Mm -hmm. that now I'm going to therapy, Mm -hmm. like that doesn't change who I am, or what I like, or how I treat others. others, like it's, it's, I'm the same person.